morning and good coffee, everybody. This is Morning Coffee with Larry, and I'm glad you're joining me today for a sip of your favorite beverage while I drink little bitty amounts of water. I've got a stress test today, so I'm not supposed to be drinking or eating anything um, for four hours beforehand, so I'm just kind of wetting my mouth (laughs) during the podcast today. So uh, you enjoy your coffee for me, and in a few hours, I'll probably be having a nice cup cup of joe. Uh, But for now, just little sips of water. Hey, today is Tuesday, the 17th of September, 2019, and... uh, I thought today I would kind of springboard off of yesterday's topic. Uh, Yesterday, talking about positive information. or There I go again. I keep saying positive information. It's positive affirmation. (laughs) Holy cow. Come on, Larry. Get it together. Um, Anyway, and uh, it it led to some some fun discussion at work yesterday. with a couple of co-workers that, that listen. And um, yeah, I thought I would kind of tap into that a little bit um, with a, a topic I used to teach as a part of my Intro to Psychology class uh, when I taught years ago for Lakeland College. And it's, um, it's information that's actually from a psychologist, theorist, Uh, from the 1900s by the name of Carl Rogers. And Carl Rogers is often uh, uh, described as the father of humanistic theory. And there's there's some things that uh, I I don't square off with him on, but that's okay. I mean, uh, not everybody can be, you know, be perfect like me. I can, you know, I hope you know my sense of humor by now. Uh... But uh, there's a lot of really neat observations he has made. And there's, a, there's an interesting quote um, that, that is attributed to him. It says, The curious paradox is that when I accept myself just as I am, then I can change. Yeah, once I accept me for just who I am, and just get, and I get, comfortable with that acceptance, then I'm capable of changing. Whenever I would teach um, a little bit about him, and you know, we were just scratching the surface in an intro to psych class, the one of the things that I would talk about is his self-theory. And I'm not going to claim to understand, you know, his theory to great depths. But there was an example that I would use um, in the class, and I think it kind of applies. He would describe people as um, either being a well-adjusted person or a maladaptive or maladjusted person, and it kind of fit in with the concept of congruence. If things are congruence, they're fitting well together. If a if things are out of congruence, they don't. Imagine if you have a gearbox and all these gears are turning and in sync with each other, kind of like with an old wristwatch that had the, the mechanical gears on the inside. 
when they are all running smoothly, you've got a beautiful, perfect timepiece. You know, a Swiss watch made with that kind of uh, uh, detail. But if the teeth are not quite right on the gears, it doesn't work well. It runs too fast or it runs too slow or it grinds to a halt. And that's kind of, you know, when you, when you look at his self-theory and you, and you think about people, either you think about yourself or people that you know, and his, his idea was some people are just very well adjusted and there's a reason for that. And some people are more maladjusted or out of adjustment, and there's a reason for that. So let me, um, let me kind of, I'm trying to think of how, which direction I want to do to describe. I'm just going to kind of describe as is. He talked about with the concept of self, that there were three selves that, that we have. We have our self-image, which is how we see ourselves, how we view ourselves. We also have our ideal self, which is who we want to be. This is, this is kind of like, oh, if I could be this or that, if I had these traits, that's the ideal self. And the third is your true self, who you actually are. So you have who you think you are, who you want to be, and who you actually are. And how these three selves overlap. Now, let me jump down a little bit of a random rabbit trail here. Let's say you're cooking pancakes for breakfast. Saturday morning, uh, family's getting up, you get a, you have a hankering for some pancakes, so you start, you know, making flapjacks. You're, you're there at the stove, and now you've, you've got your pancakes, and you're going to line them up on a plate to give to a family member. Now, you've got three pancakes for each person. How do you, what, what is your, uh, uh, placement of them on the plate? Do you put them in a perfect stack going up? Or do you kind of cover the whole large dinner plate where you're making kind of like a, a, a triangle or a trinity symbol kind of a thing where it's you, you have them equally spaced on the plate and then they have some overlap in the middle? Okay, you got that picture? How do you serve the pancakes. Well, that's a little bit like how Carl Rogers' self-theory is. Each pancake, each of these three pancakes you have is a different self. One is your self-image, how you see yourself. Another is your ideal self, who you want to be. And the third is your true self, who you really are. Now, when these are spread out, when these pancakes are spread out on the plate, there's a lot of difference between these. Where you, what you, how you think yourself is over here, and who you want to be, your ideal self, is way over here. And there's very little overlap 
there's very little where who you think you are and who you want to be is the same. There's more difference than overlap and, and, and uh, congruence. And then you put in the third pancake over here, and it's your true self, and it's it's over here kind of by itself also with very little overlap over the others. And so that very center section of the overlap where all three pancakes are overlapping, that is the, the single spot where how you see yourself and how you want to be and how you really are is all one and the same. The rest of it is different. And so that is what Carl Rogers calls a maladjusted personality, a person who is not doing well. Because who they really are is not who they think they are, and it's also not who they want to be. There's a level of instability. Now let's look at this other plate of pancakes. You've got them stacked up pretty much one on top of the other. There may be a little bit hanging over the edge that's not touching, but almost all the pancake is lined up perfectly with another pancake. So who you think you are is actually pretty well who you really are. You're not you're not viewing yourself differently than who you actually are. You're seeing yourself accurately. And when it comes to who you want to be in life, that's right where you're at also. These are people that he calls well-adjusted, or he calls this congruence. It's together. So, when you think about yourself, does who you think you are really match up with who you are? And how do you know? How do you know that? Well, I think one of the things you can do is, if, if you're concerned about it, have a conversation with some trusted friends. Have some conversation with maybe some trusted family members who know you, people who've known you for a length of time, and have a deep conversation with them. Be vulnerable with this trusted friend or family member. That's why I'm using the word trusted. If you're going to be vulnerable, don't be vulnerable with somebody who may try to take advantage of you, but with somebody who has your best interest at heart, who knows you, and describe to them how you are seeing yourself and see if that really matches up with what they, they know about you. Because they may be able to better describe your true self and help you see if your view of yourself is matching up. For example, I've got a friend who is um, getting ready to do some publishing and has never done this kind of 
you know, publishing of information, publishing of, of, of ideas, you know, um, before. And I've been, you know, kind of encouraging her, you know, you've got a good product. You've got something really good here that you could run with. But the, the struggle is with, you know, I guess you could say, this is what I see as a true self looking at it in an objective way. And the self-image is how this person is seeing what she's able to produce and is questioning it. And I guess following Carl Rogers' way of looking at it, we got to get these two things kind of lined up on top of each other. And again, when you talk to a trusted friend or a trusted family member, they can help you better see your true self so you can try to bring your self-image more in a line with your true self. Now, where does the ideal self fit in? If your true self is not where you really want it to be, if you need to do some tweaking, if there have been some bad habits, bad character flaws that may have developed over time, then what would you like to change? How would you like to be? What's your vision for yourself? What's your vision for you as a person? This is, again, something where you want to get some wise counsel. You may get some good input from you know, a trusted family or a member or trusted friend, or maybe in this case, you want to touch base with somebody that's more of a mentor. Uh, Excuse me. Um, Maybe it's a counselor, therapist. You know, maybe it's a, a pastor, priest, member of the clergy. Maybe it is, uh, you know, another individual that you have a lot of respect for and can help you get an idea, a more clear picture of who you want to be. Then start moving yourself kind of in a strategic way into developing and mastering and incorporating those kind of personality traits of your ideal self into you. And next thing you know, your pancakes are stacking up one on top of another. So all of a sudden, who you think you are is actually who you are, which you've modified to be who you really want to be. So that's a little bit on Carl Rogers, and that's also a little bit on how we can improve ourselves by thinking about pancakes and how they stack up regarding who we are, who we think we are, and who we want to be. All right. Well, that's all I'm going to cover for today. Keep it a little bit shorter than some of my podcasts are. I want to thank those of you who have gone out on iTunes and have uh, placed a review. I really appreciate that. Uh, if you haven't and you like this podcast, please go out and, and uh, give it a good review. I'd love to have five-star reviews. What that does is uh, it, it also, it, you know, not just boosts my confidence, but it helps other people be able to find the podcast. If nobody ever makes a comment on a podcast, 
it kind of stays in the shadows. It just kind of disappears. They don't promote it at all. And uh, whenever there's, you know, a lot of five-star reviews, when there's a lot of actual typed out comments, that helps the podcast get noticed. So if you're able to do that, if you would like to do that, I'd be, you know, very much appreciative. And with that, I will let you go and have another little sip of water before I go find a treadmill <laughs> and, uh, and do a stress test. So uh, I'm sure everything's going to be fine. Um, there's no big worries, but just periodically you need to have certain things done. All right. You guys take care. Have a great day. And we'll catch you tomorrow right here with some morning coffee. And I promise I'll drink some coffee tomorrow. Bye-bye.